Watch the headbutts and elbows. No rabbit punches, no low blows. This will not be a clean fight, so protect yourself at all times. The underdogs are coming for the throne. This is the B-Sides Boxing Podcast. Recording starts now. All right. My, my fellows, I'm so glad that you guys could join me late on a Sunday night. This is B-Sides Boxing. I'm joined by my man, Nathan. You are a regular. You are the... Actually, I'm going to say you are one of the ultimate fucking casuals one of the three um and we're also joined by my good buddy pilot um you've heard us promote his his network pilot you are are you the um the gang leader of the ring gang i'm not i'm actually i joined a little later i mean we've been around for a little bit but i'm uh the west coast representative of the crew i guess you could say so yeah um but you know it's a gang and it's not a gang gang but you know it's it's a gang (laughs) (laughs) we're we're gonna make it a gang gang like that's what we're gonna do that's what we're gonna do um all right nathan and pilot here we are um i opened the wrong fucking outline pardon me uh, B-sides outline. We're talking boxing today. Okay, from since we last convened, B-sides boxing, we had Joe Joyce defend his WBO interim title against Jilei Zhang. I want to start this by saying I underestimated Zhang a hundred percent. I did not. Ex- I did not expect him to just like. Oh, I. I don't. As did I. I, I, As did yeah, I. <laughs> I don't have the proper words to say it. Like I thought, I really thought the juggernaut persona was like a real thing. I really thought that Joe Joyce just had too much. Uh, even if it was chin defense, he still had too much. Pilot, uh, talk to me. Like. Um, so you were saying that you underestimated Jang. Like, tell me, tell me how how is it that you underestimated Jang? How did he surprise you? Well, like the most consensus, I mean, it was an upset, right? On all accounts, it was an For upset. Sure. Um, you know, it looked like, I mean, again, I think if the ages were reversed in the in the uh, Hergovich Zhang fight, mm-hmm. Zhang probably would have got the you know the um, decision. I mean, they're both older heavyweights, um, Joyce and um, Zhang. Um, ultimately, though, I mean, seeing him draw with Forrest, seeing him uh, have those stamina issues in the past, you know, um, I, I definitely expect the Joyce to do his thing again and win. Um, but it did look like um, Joyce has never, he looked like he never faced a southpaw. He never sparred a fucking southpaw, did he? Yeah, and you could tell, and you could tell. I mean, you could Right, tell. for sure. Uh, Nathan, so is Joe Joyce done at the... We're not going to say elite level, but like at the upper B, lower A level of heavyweight. Do you think he's done at that at that range? Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, that that was like, that was a disgrace. I mean, <laughs> Zang, you got to give credit to Zhang. I mean, he, he really surprised. I think he surprised everyone, yeah, as you guys did. are saying. Uh, but like, my goodness, Joyce, like... I mean, it's just shockingly poor fundamentals. Like, he's circling into Zhang's power <laughs> shot of that night. It's just 
I, I, even if you're not sparring, you know, if, I get it if there's not a whole lot of southpaws up at heavyweight and you have trouble finding someone, but, like, this is, like, the bare minimum you should be able to do if it's you boxing want to be considered elite. Yeah, it's boxing one Even at heavyweight, even at heavyweight where the skill ceiling's a little bit lower compared to the other weight classes, I mean, this is right. just, like, like, bruh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and, and... I'm the one who looks dumb because yeah, I bought into the whole uh, juggernaut. The whole juggernaut. Yeah, uh, I did too. It was like this guy's got a chin. He's gonna wear people down. You can't hurt him, and he just got he got wailed on, and yeah. it was it was rough to watch. I have to say, <laughs> it really was. It was difficult to see. Um, let's move on quickly. Um, just to touch on it, uh, Michaela Mayer gets a unanimous decision over Christina. Leonardo too and so it looks to me that Michaela Mayer is positioning herself to get involved with Katie Taylor but Katie Taylor's got some other stuff going on so we'll see how that plays out moving on to Saturday April April 22nd at uh, Cardiff Cardiff Wales Joe Cordina gets a split decision over uh, Shavkat Rakimov this was the IBF 130. It, um, the, so for me, while it was a clear win, yes, th- it raises some questions that this was a split decision, that it was a close fight for Joe Cordina. What, he won the title on a like knockout of the year performance over Ogawa. Uh, yep, like a year is. before, yeah. So, yeah, pilot, take me into this. Like, oh. fly me into this as a pilot. Uh, like, I mean, what are, what are we expect, looking at here? I mean, because you know, the, the we're gonna talk about the next fight, the big fight. You know, after this, I didn't expect this to be that good. I mean, I knew one thirty was blub, bubbling. I know Cordina last year, um, and you kind of you kind of cut off there. I'm sorry. Dude. Oh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hear me yeah, now? yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, I'm familiar, you know, with with Rakimov. Um, you know, he had that fight with Zelfa Barrett where he got dropped. He's all right. Um, he got dropped in this fight. Yeah, he got dropped in this fight too. And I was saying, 130s bubbling. You know, it's kind of top heavy. I respect all the champions. Um, Cordina shouldn't have got stripped in the first place. No, he shouldn't have. Um, but he did a good job. I mean, he, he you know, I, I, it's probably a top ten fight of the year this year, to be honest. I mean, I you know, so. it's only like five months in, but it was a good competitive fight. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. And, you know, I, I thought he won clear. I thought he won clear, like, an 8-4. Um, but it was competitive, so I can... It's weird, because he's, like, he's, like, the UK guy, you know what I mean? So it's kind of weird. He actually, yeah, you know. he was Welsh in Wales, so... It, yeah, Welsh, Welsh, but he's from, he's yeah. from that, you know. So, <laughs> something, something that you mentioned was, like, it was a competitive fight, so, like, we're looking at... Here we have on the outline, we have uh, Emmanuel Navarrete's the WBO... Valdez is about to pick up the WBC, and Hector Garcia holds the WBA. Do you think, based on this, you know, like competitive performance, how do, how does he stack up to these other champions? Hmm. Uh, I think Oshaki Foster is a player. I think he got one of the belts too. Yeah, Foster um, for sure. Foster's good. Hector Luis Garcia is good. All the champs. Navarrete, he got a he got a lucky. <laughs> he kind of got bailed out. He got bailed. He got 20 he seconds did. He know. did get was, lucky on that one, didn't he? That was like 20 seconds. But um, they're all vulnerable, it seems like. They're all vulnerable. But, I mean, it's, there's no clear-cut number, you know, number one guy. No clear division. number one? Yeah. 
to me, I don't think. Yeah, this this is kind of 130s turning into an interesting division because yeah. it once Leo Santa Cruz, uh, he came up to 130 briefly, did he not? To fight Tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that, that went very poorly. Yeah. Um, once, But once <laughs> Tank left 130, it kind of felt like a pretty dead division, especially once Shakur took off as well. Once Shakur left. Um, yeah, it just... But now it looks like we've got a couple of all, you know, interesting, but they're all all the guys are capable of beating each other. So it's kind of maybe setting up to be a really interesting division. I thought this division would be kind of dead post Shakur. You know, we've, you know, it seems like the guys who are really talented there, you know, weren't going to stick around there. So, but now we've got, you know, a good mix of, of veterans, it looks like, that have a, all chance of challenging each other and being competitive so that's that's kind of an exciting turn yeah um yeah mm-hmm. it looked to me uh i want to say our uh, rgf our, our homeboy that did not make it tonight um but like he said kind of the same thing that i'm about to say right now is when shakur moved up it that is when it became a better division because like the kingpin now that the kingpin is gone there's a lot of guys here that need to really step up and settle the business in order to like make there's a power vacuum yeah power vacuum like they need yeah. the guys really need to step up if, i'm saying it feels like 130 is always just like lately it's been a stop gap you know everybody wants the light i guess now the lightweight division is a money division but i mean of course it's like they don't stay at 130 long Shakur seemed like he had a little blip there at 130 you know but, well he did he not start at 26 like which he started at 26 yeah yeah 26 that's kind of like 130 i i've said it time and time again like these stop over divisions like 130 140 like yeah you stop there for like you grab a title maybe unify it one or two times and then you just move on the, yeah. the, these these divisions i don't want to say that these fighters are not important but these divisions well, are you, not that important. When you have a, like a real pound for pound guy like Shakur, he kind of just like flattens everything out. He like does. None of these guys, none of these guys are even really that interesting against him because he's so he's on so many higher levels than he's too dominant. Many of these guys, are. yeah, yeah, exactly. So him leaving now, it it does like you're saying it does kind of open up the it, opportunity. Yeah, there's there are good up. fights for these guys to make. As mm-hmm. they as they consolidate one one thirty and move up to thirty five, and but speaking of thirty five, let's talk about um, in Las Vegas we had Javante Davis. He gets the stoppage win over Ryan Garcia. It was a pretty um oh man. I want to say it's a really stacked card, but was it really? So let's start <laughs> let's start really quickly from the bottom. <laughs> Elijah Garcia gets the unanimous decision 10 rounds over Kevin Salgado. This was a middleweight fight. I only really brought this one up because Elijah Garcia, he's from Phoenix. That's my hometown. So I have to mention my boy here. Word. He's 19 and young. He showed he showed he's 19, but he's got some talent. Yeah. So. He's he's got uh, like he's got upside. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, there there's still some there's still a bit to learn here. Um, so moving up, we got uh, Bektamir Melikuziev. He gets the UD over Gabe Rosado. This was a super middleweight fight. Gabe Rosado, after this, it was a couple weeks afterwards, but he finally decide, decides to retire. God damn. I love Gabe Rosado. I love him to death. I'm so glad that he's done. I'm so Not glad. Bad, yeah. 
About damn time. <laughs> <laughs> about damn time. Oh my goodness. I love this guy to he's, death. He's, he's good on commentary and stuff. Maybe he could start he training. So, I mean, hopefully not for good because, you know, usually when somebody retires, do they really retire in boxing? <laughs> well, yeah. Sean Porter's done really well of sticking to the commentary table. That would be really best if he does take that route and stay retired. Hopefully he does get into some kind of role uh, that he, keeps him out of it because it's, it's rough when these older guys try and, you know, they go back and forth between retirement. It's like... Once you're out, you gotta go out, man. Yeah, just cut your you gotta losses, commit you know? to stepping away from it. That's yeah. a big step within itself, especially for like guys like Rosado, who, man, like Lionheart. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're asking this guy to like step away from being a, a fucking warrior, and that's what he is. He he has been this his entire career. That's that's a lot to ask of anybody, to step away from who you are. It's rough, but it's definitely the right decision it is. in this situation. Right. Because yeah. I'm, I'm we don't need to see him get bodied by some... There's some really... I mean, as we're about to talk about, there's some really bad people in 168. <laughs> we don't need to see Dave <laughs> get thrown <laughs> into them. For sure. Yeah, like, talking about 168, David Morell KO1 over Yamaguchi Falcao. Uh, Yamaguchi Falcao came in on, what, what was it, like, 10 days notice. And yeah, short notice for sure, yeah. Yeah, and that seriously, was who was the who was the previous opponent? I forgot, I forgot his name. Who was fighting before? I I had the name in here, but I I erased it. Nonetheless, okay. So Nathan, I want you to talk me through this. This it David Morell is the WBA regular champion. David Benavides, he is the WBC interim champion. So we're at a sort of while. A lot of people think that Benavides is the mandatory contender. It is fair to say that David Morrell has just as equal a claim. Like, what are what are we looking at between those two? What is um, including where like J- John Ryder being the WBO mandatory? Like, what are we looking at here? After like let's let's put it as it is. Like after Canelo beats John Ryder. Like, what are we looking at here between those two guys? Well, unfortunately, I think we're going to see a lot of, you know, waiting games here because Canelo seems still bent on fighting Bevel again. So even after Ryder gets put away, I don't see Benavides and Morel fighting each other if the Canelo payday is on the table. And, you know, for at least for Benavides' sake, he's been really in this running for a long time, whereas Morel's just recently arrived to the yeah. scene so it makes True that. way more sense for Benavides to you know hold on to his cards and try and cash him for that Canelo fight Sweet. but man those guys are two killers though <laughs> I mean I can tell you right now as a fan that would be an insane fight if these guys if those guys went at it hmm. I don't yeah. know if Morel is quite ready because he's you know I, I could I mean he he executed this poor guy I mean that wasn't a boxing match that was an execution it, it I mean were, he it looked really, elite it really was but, man, I hope they are on a collision course. If I don't know if Canelo's going to get out of the way. I don't really see Canelo it. fighting both guys, especially not Morel. I think he stays far away from Morel, at least for the next couple of years. I don't know how long he plans on being in the sport, but I don't know if an old Canelo is going to try and fight this guy. That but, puts me at the exact question that I wanted to ask Pilot. You, have, yes. you are Canelo. 
You have David Morrell. You have David Benavides. They are your top mandatory challengers. We're assuming that you put away John Ryder. Um, mm -hmm. Of the two Davids, what do you think is your best play between the two? Like, who would I fight if I was Canelo between yeah. the two? Yeah, you're Canelo. What, who are you going to pick between those two? Damn good question. Um, see, I, Morel's so good, but he's he's kind of quote-unquote green right now. So Yeah, he's unproven, I, right? Yeah. I probably would say, I mean, even though I kind of would favor, I think Morel's the man. Like, I, I'm high. I'm very high on Morel. But at this point in time, I probably would want, I'd rather face Morel than Benavides. I, I am of the belief, though, I don't think Canelo's going to fight either guy. Not to say he's going to duck him, but I'm, I think those guys will become champs elevated without even having to face Canelo, to be honest. But, Is he going to um, vacate? Is that what you think? Or... Maybe he'll drop the bin on. He's already, you know, after he... That's really a lot of him. money that he could, like, save if he drops save, those yeah, belts. He could you know save, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, think what, at 160, he had, like, two or three belts and dropped them, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. I think, he moved, I think he moved up, right? But, yeah, I mean, um, Benavidez, I, I think he could beat... I, I think Moreau could beat Benavidez. But Benavidez is a damn dog, too, though, you know? Um, yeah. But right now, I, I think Benavidez is a better chance to beat Moreau, you know? But in a year or two, I, I would fade from Moreau. I mean, I'm so kind of Well, we're going to get back to this in just a little bit. All right. Davis stops Garcia in seven. This was a 136 catch weight. I have actually had a few people ask me because they know that I know. I Well, I don't know it, but like I'm familiar with boxing. So they asked me, like, what's the deal with this 136? And I just said, like, hey, Garcia fought at 35 before, so not that big of a deal. Uh, rehydration clause, what are we doing with that? Uh, I don't know, like, A-sides, you, when you're the bigger name, you kind of have this ability to flex on your opponent a little bit, and that's what rehydration clauses are, regardless. Let's put it into strictly a lightweight 135 context. And I want to start with Pilot here. Davis yeah. stops Ryan Garcia in seven. Does he put the division on notice? Yeah, he definitely put the division on notice. I mean, everybody in the crowd was there. There's a shot of Haney looking kind of like a fan. With all the belts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, Tank is the most, you know, I'm going to say he's the face of boss. I'm not going to get into that argument, but... um, Of the lower weights, like, come on. Of the lower weight. I mean, there's never... Somebody below 147 this popular is kind of crazy. I mean, you know... 140 um, and below, it, it's Tank. Like, who are who are you going to put up, put in front of him? I, I really can't think of anyone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there are guys at 140 that are probably a little dangerous for him. But when it comes to 135, um, he's a problem. I mean, Shakur, obviously, Shakur off the eye test is number one to everybody. It seems sure. like I, I, I mean, would agree with that. I mean, Haney has all the belts. He does he does deserve some respect. But you know, it's between Tank Haney and, and Shakur. Um, usually, I always hear Shakur being. I mean, I always hear Haney being third out of the bunch. So, Nathan. So we heard Pilot say that of like those are the three that are ahead of the bunch. Do you think I want like it's um I'm trying to think of a good way to phrase this. Haney had a like a let's be real like a pretty easy path to all of those belts. Mm -hmm. Despite having that d like despite having that easy path, does he rate that same position? as, let's say, Tank and Shakur? 
does he belong in that conversation? As a pay-per-view star, Davis stands alone. For um, sure. And he technically has, I mean, Davis does not have an official belt at 135, right? He's not a no. champion. He does not have anything. He has the Reggie. He has the regular one. Yeah, yeah, he has the Reggie, right? Right. Okay. I mean, you have to give the champions respect. And, you know, for all my criticism of Haney, I do have to give him that. You know, look, he he took the fights that he was given, and he got Mm -hmm. his belts, you know, the way he did. You know, that's... That's what a boxer is supposed to do, right? Right. He's he's put guys away. He's kind of done what he's supposed to do uh, for the most part. Not as spectacularly as you'd like to see. So sure. you, you know, there's some criticisms there, but I do think, I mean, if we're putting these guys up against each other, I think I would take Tank ten days out of ten. I mean, this guy is, I mean, he's just different. He's built different. He is um, built. Different. The the intelligence and I think the fearlessness he showed in this fight. Uh, in last episode, when I was talking about what chance Ryan had, it was all about you know he's got this blinding speed and this really really good power that davis hasn't you know fought before and i thought you know he, he hey, had it's gonna give davis yeah I, I thought figured that had to give davis some trouble and he had it figured out by the end of the first round and <laughs> he immediately threw that counter as soon as he saw his open oh, i mean like man. that's not just that's not just skill like there's so much skill involved in that but that's like I mean, he just so much mentally, instinct, like the, the and he's like uh, smiling as he's throwing yeah, this counter. Like, you saw this coming from like three minutes ago. You saw this coming. Oh and, my goodness, it was something. I just have to ask: Has there been any part of Haney's highlight reel that has done anything remotely close to that? <laughs> and it, I, I Pilot, you're laughing. Like, I want to. I want to hear just it. true. I'm sorry. It's true. No, it's like, fine. It's fine. Where is, you know, I'm. I'm sorry, but like, where is this eye-catching stuff? Where is the wow factor? And maybe that's a weird criteria to use, but it's like even Shakur, Davis just pops. Shakur even has a little bit of wow factor. Like yeah. We saw yeah. in his most recent fight, like he's not sleeping, guys. Yes, but he's still putting on some real hurt shots onto guys that he catches out of position that that which is demonstrative of boxing intelligence that Devin Haney is just not doing he's not so I I guess I I need to end it with this question is Devin Haney versus Lomachenko is that the discord versus role that we need to establish <laughs> what are we, what are we looking at here? Like Devin Haney, and like man, you can you can talk this guy's boxing prowess up up to the moon, and I would completely agree with you. I do think the Lomachenko fight is kind of a lose lose for Haney, because I mean, if he loses, I mean, this he's got no shot at one thirty five at least. He has to move up if he yeah. loses to Lomachenko. But even if he wins and he wins somewhat comfortably. Loma's kind of on this decline right now. Like, how much juice does he really have in the tank? And, you know, Spencer that is worth questioning. On the, we'll say the back lines of the Ukrainian war. <laughs> do you think, right. well, let me ask you real quick, Nathan. Do you think um, when it comes to excuses, if, if Haney doesn't win, will it be more so like he's bigger weight or age or just both? You know, because you're going to hear those excuses. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there'll be the, uh, 
the size excuse, like, oh, he just clinched the whole time. Because I'm sure that if, if Haney yeah. wins, it's going to be because he controls Loma's movement on the inside with the clinch. That's his path to victory. And yeah. that'll that'll be excuse number one, should he win. That's, that's what a couple of people were talking about in Discord, was if Devin Haney is able to control Lomachenko's movement on the inside then he has pathways to he might have pathways to winning if he, I don't know if Haney's gonna try to like the Salido route and uh, try to check those uh, <clears throat> those family marbles I don't know if that's what he's gonna do <laughs> dirty it up a little bit yeah little if he's gonna dirty yeah. it up a little bit like eh, you can you can shit on Salido all you want but like my man did did what was necessary um, I think Haney, I don't put that past Haney. It's not because I don't, I think less of him. Just like, fuck, bro. Like, hey, you, you are, you're at a crossroads here. Like, you got to make something happen. Well, he's uh, got an opportunity here. Let's, let's see some wow factor. If he can, <laughs> if, if he's, if he stops Loma. I mean, oh my you have to God. Give him are you lot kidding me? I just, for the I, record, I don't see that happening. But if he did, I, I thought about it. I thought about it too. I thought about it. That would be major. Like putting him on the stool. I mean, it'd be tough. I mean, I, I, no I, Massing, I keep, like, no Maschenko. Are you no fucking high, bro? Are you fucking high right now? It'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. Oh man! Like, please tell me that one of you think that's gonna happen so that I could bet against you right here. <laughs> that, yeah, that Devin Haney stops Lomachenko on the stool. That is absurd. <laughs> That's the only thing Haney can do to gain my respect. I, Anything less of that. Does anybody respect Devin Haney as much as as much as I love the guy? I really do. I res I honestly truly respect his skills. Like the guy is one of the better technical boxers we've seen in a long time. Holy fuck. Rigandau is more entertaining than you. Th that is saying <laughs> oh, a lot. Dude, that's that's rough. I it is rough. And please, if I'm wrong, please correct me. Cause goddamn, like Rigandau is more exciting than you. Am I wrong? I would very much like to hear if I'm wrong. Like the the, the phone number is gonna be at the end. Please let me know. Am I wrong? Is Rigandau more exciting than Devin Haney? The answer is yes, but it's okay. You can call me and tell me I'm wrong. Got some, like, you know, he got some nice knockouts, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's I know what I mean. That's what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, he is true. stupid fucking boring until he gets that killer knockout. Okay, yeah. All right. Um, let's move into our previews. The only thing that I have for Wednesday, May 3rd, it's a Pro Box card. This is leading into the Canelo card in uh, Jalisco, Mexico. Mexico, uh, Fernando Molina is fighting a 140 fight versus Kevin Piedraita, and Jonathan Lopez versus Osvaldo Medina. That's a 130 fight. That so yeah, that's leading into it. Saturday, May sixth. I'm bringing this one up because fuck all of you, Carlos Castro. That's my guy. My my. Uh, what what's uh what's the the phrase that uh. Benavides likes finiqueros. That's my <laughs> finiquero right there. That's Carlos Castro. I would not have heard of 
Benavides, if it wasn't for Carlos Castro, I was going to like cover these local fights. And that's how I found out about these guys. So Carlos Castro, that's my hometown guy. I have to mention him. He's finding a 126 fight against Alan Castillo. But this is the fight that everybody cares about. Canelo versus John Ryder. This is undisputed at 168. So we talked a lot about uh, David Morrell and David Benavides. All three of us have written off John Ryder as a legitimate threat to Canelo. So let me ask you guys this way. Should I stay home and watch Canelo versus Ryder? Or should I hit up my man at Iron Boy and go watch Carlos Castro? As like you gotta in pre- your homeboy, dude. It's in press row. That's what I mean. So hold on. Say. So is Castro? Is he on the pro box card? No, no, it, not pro box. This is like on May six, same day as. Oh, Canelo. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, just yeah, in no, my no, 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 in no. my home city, our home city. I'll say. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. I mean, if, if yeah. Mm. If I can get like press row seats, like I'm I'm gonna I would prefer to go watch Carlos Castro. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Do I want to watch Canelo beat up another fucking British (laughs) no-hover? Like, you can talk up Saunders all you want. My Like, Saunders, I did not like the guy, but he had a much better chance of beating Canelo than John Ryder does. Yeah. Same, Same situation with Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant, that's like a red, white, and blue, true American, you know what I mean? Like, blah, 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 call him whatever you want. But, like, he <laughs> he was supposed to be that guy, like um, Callum Smith. Yeah, I say Callum Smith is, is I mean, more of a, a th- was more of a threat going yeah, in. Yeah, he Ryder was. By far, by far, yeah, by far. So, like, if I can, if I can get seats, tell me, gentlemen, please, should I, now, with consideration to the rest of the card, should I go watch my man Carlos Castro? Yeah, if you can get good seats and you, you press row or credentials or what what may have you, then yeah. On um, I mean, on an off chance rider somehow makes it difficult or pulls the upset, you know, I just don't see that happening. So if I had a chance to go to a fight for a fighter I cared about, a local guy, I'd probably I, do that. I don't yeah. see Cal. I didn't see Callum Smith, Billy Joe Saunders, Caleb Plant. Uh, there's a lot of fighters at 168 that I do not see pulling the upset. Yeah, this is this is like a very easy, in my opinion, uh, choice. You got to go get yeah. those press seats and go see your homeboy. Yeah, that's my man. This like, is like I've been watching him for like, a while, dude. I'm like, that's my guy. Go, go support him. I mean, this is like this Canelo fight's going one of two ways. Either Canelo puts him out in the first three rounds. Or he sleepwalks through the fight, yeah, and still wins anyway. And I don't know how much entertainment value there is, even in this whole card. I mean, ugh, this is this is bad. I don't think it's very good. The only but... thing that I can bring out as a possible entertainment factor is the undercard, which is like a hardcore fans fan service. You know what I mean? Like we're looking at. Julio Cesar Martinez versus uh, Ronald Batista. This is for the WBC 112, the flyweight title. 
We mm-hmm. have Gabriel Valenzuela over Steve Spark. Um, Best fight on the card, probably. <laughs> Steve Spark of uh, Clothesline, Montana Love fame. That That's how we know Steve Spark. And Alexander Bosdick versus uh, Ricard Tits. Bolotniks. That's, that, Bolotniks. Bolotniks. that's a good fight, too. Yeah, that's Bolotniks. a decent fight. I mean, those are the two decent fights, and I guess JCM, I guess. Yeah, JCM. Like you can't, you can't really go wrong there. That that's actually, as we were leading into this, is what I. That's exactly what I wanted to say. Was JCM? I mean, hey, you can't go wrong, right? That's an entertaining fighter. So, um, if we have that in mind, pilot, tell me about JCM. What do we expect to see? What do we consider when we look at the rest of the division? JCM's been struggling lately. I was kind of high on Susan Martinez. Um, Carmona, you know, the guy he fought last time, if he didn't break his hand, he he, would, he was going to win that fight. You know what I mean? Like, like, right. Like, he was still making him look foolish after he broke, after, you know, JCM has kind of regressed, not trying to blame Renoso Renoso Camp or what may have you, but <laughs> um, I think he's food kind of. I know Sonny, um, Sonny Edwards, who's not really a huge fan on Discord. <laughs> um, the um, Brits? Anyways, I, well, maybe it's just Oliver Oles that likes him. Yeah, certain people, certain it, people. Yeah, certain so, of, like, a small segment of the Brit people on Discord. Don't like Sonny. They um, don't. But I think, Mo- the, most, the majority don't like him. Yeah, majority. I, mean, I rock with son. He's cool to me. Um, I think he would. He, I think he would probably beat. I think him and Bam, since they're the other champions, right? Um, right. Well, I don't know. Is, are we missing one? There's four. Right? Artem well, Delakian. I have him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he I've never won. He seen him it. before. I think he was on some car on top ranking car, but. Um, like yeah, whatever. no, I think I think Sonny Edwards would would make JCM look foolish and win a decision. You think and so? Bam probably beats him too, even though Bam's kind of looked a little mid lately. You, oh man, like he looked mid at 115, then moved down, and then yeah, he looked less than exceptional as we yeah. have expected of him. That's unfortunate. Let's see, Nathan, do you care about 112 at all? Because Pilot and I are fucking nerds. Like, can you can you? bring us out of it like a revenge of the nerds kind of thing uh i i like 112 a little bit i've seen some entertaining fights i uh, think i think I've, they're jcm's try- like, entertaining bam's entertaining you know there's there's good fights there but when you get to down to those lower weight classes you do get a lot of like super high volume like just i i you can't even call them a slugfest Feather of, fist, feather fist. Right. Right. Pillow fights, right? Pillow fights. Yeah. But pillow someone fist, like yeah. Bam, uh, he, he's got some real good pop. He's got some good knockouts. And same with JTM. So yeah. those guys I, I do appreciate watching when they come on. But So I want to ask, it, it, there seems to have been, there was a focus at 115, obviously with uh, Roman Gonzalez. And then there was the added focus of Estrada and their opponents of Quadras and Rungvisai. Then, bam, comes up. He beats Rungvisai. He beats Quadras. It seems to me that Gonzalez and Estrada, they're out the door. They're on their way out the door at the very least. And bam, decides to move back down. 
It's, weird. That was a weird decision. That was kind of weird to me. But. It is, yeah, it's weird to me as well. Especially with those two guys, Gonzalez and Estrada, moving away. Or, like, starting to step out into the retirement area. Mm. It's, a, it's a weird idea. But, nonetheless, he moves back to 112. It seems to me that the promotional highlight is moving with Ben. Like, the, the JCM, Sonny Edwards... Like that's the Dazen, the zone. Excuse me, that's the zone highlight area. I don't. Uh, Delakian, like he can fuck off on top rank all he wants, but <laughs> the three, the the top names are sitting in the in the, the zone ecosystem. It, it kind of reminds me of the of the the quote unquote uh, Super Five Four Kings, you know, with with Estrada, Gonzalez. SSR and um, Quadris, you know? Yeah. And it is sort of like the promotional uh, kind of stranglehold that uh, PBC had on 147, where they had oh, basically everyone except uh, for Crawford. Spence and Crawford. Yeah. Yeah. 154. So, they basically run, run 154 for yeah, years. Yeah, pretty much the same yep. thing. So it seems so, like uh, DAZN has like their stranglehold on the the division that's like the neck is as thick as a Twizzler in this situation <laughs> like they don't really have a whole, they don't really have a whole lot going on <clears throat> yeah that's supposed to be really funny uh Oleksandr Gvozdik versus uh Rickard Zvolotsnik this is a 175 fight so like the I'm gonna be honest with you the last time I saw Gvozdik was him getting his ass beat by Better BF. but Better BF is about five years older than Gvozdik and probably on his way out the door it, oh there's if i could recall the older outlines like there's a lot of guys moving up in within the 68 sphere and the 75 sphere um nathan is vazdik still a player is not as long as beevil's in that division and actively fighting oh and beevil is younger than Kvostik, right? Let's yeah. I let's think put that I think context. if if Peterbiev isn't in the picture, that's Beevil's division to lose, and I really struggle to see him losing to Kvostik. Uh, I I think I don't think that would be close. Uh, it wouldn't be. I think he can get in line to, you know, get a title shot and lose badly. A, but, vac- a vacant you know. title kind of situation. Like, is that what we're talking about? Hmm. Like, yeah, I can see that. He could he could worm his way into a mandatory position with enough. Time. I mean, Canelo, either, you never know. Maybe Canelo, I mean, Balotniks is. A, I've seen him a few times. I'm kind of a fan. He's like he fights a fun style, you know. He's okay. Shirts, kind of. Um, you know, he's kind of. And like, Vosk has cheat. trouble with pressure, as with we pressure, saw yeah, with know, with yeah. with better be a... Yeah, I don't know if y'all know familiar with Cheeseman Ted Chee- Cheeseman at 154. Back. I am very familiar. Oh yeah, with yeah. He fights kind of like that in a similar, you know, his fights can be entertaining, you know. <laughs> he just, he just, you know, okay. he's, not the, he's not the best, but he's uh, he did well, Vostick is an enthusiastic uh, puncher. Yeah. He's a decent puncher, yeah. yeah. But uh, you never know, I mean, this, this guy could face Canelo down the road, maybe. God, if God, if Canelo wants to be 175 for real, I mean, that'd be a good test, honestly. Vostick is uh, lactose intolerant, so he's not going to stand up to that cheesy style. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was really good. You're all laughing. Everybody's laughing. 
All right, let's uh, <laughs> shift our way out um, real quick. Fulton, in a way, so I have been seeing multiple reports that is set for July 25th. Uh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I love that fight. Like, uh, cool Boy Steph is one of my favorite fighters, like, active today. Cool Boy Steph is one of my favorites. Like, man, that guy is awesome. I can't wait. And I love Inouye. Like, let me let me make that clear. Like, I really love that guy. Like, I've seen him fight live more times than most people are able to. Just as we talk about this real quick on the outro, Fulton versus Inouye. Nathan, pilot, tell me, gentlemen, what are we looking at here? We're looking at Inouye's ascension, baby. Oh. That's what we're looking at. In a way's ascension. Oh yeah. This oh is one big time after man. This Nathan is fucking going in. Pilot, <laughs> Pilot please offer me a counterbalance, please, please, uh, please. For Don't make time, me do looking... it by myself. No, I fucking fallen tough. You know, I love the Philly fighters. You know. Oh my um, god, I love. Fulton. We got both belts. I want them to win so bad, but I just, I hope. I mean, Figueroa heard him a few times. I'm like, shit. I don't. I, in a way, got that. He got some pop, man. He got a top five pound uh, pop right now, you know. So he does. Um, top three, I, uh, especially it's in Japan. Pop. It's gonna be. I just. I don't. Know. It's I mean, in you know, Japan. The it's only, in Japan, you know. I looked at that card. The only non-Japanese fighter besides Fulton is Robesi Ramirez, doing his. First. He's a co-main now. He's a co-main, right? Yeah, I heard he's that. the co-main doing his first title defense, fighting a Japanese fighter, and everyone else on the card including the early prelims are Japanese fighters. It's just my man Fulton and Robesi Ramirez. Man, oh man. I'm trying to not make this into the Enola Gay <laughs> dropping on Japan here. Uh, but Stephen Fulton is going to tame the monster. Uh, 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 and I'm not sorry about it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the fight I've been looking forward to so much. That one with Daniel oh Ortiz. Oh my god, I'm so yeah. excited for this fight. And and like I say this from a position of I love in a way too. It's such a great fight because neither guy like needs to take it. They but don't. they're both like in a way could have lasted a long time. Just he could have at been, 118. Yeah, he could have ruled that division for 10 years. Like you know most. <laughs> other lower weight class guys does but he said no i'm gonna go fight with the best the guy, guy i could possibly get another guy who, fulton's a arguably a pound for pound talent he's definitely the hardest opponent he's ever fought and he's like yeah let's, sure. let's come do it yeah and then fulton's like yeah i'll come and fight you on your home turf yeah like, I'll, yeah. I'll go uh, yeah i got you that's true like fighting fighting in a way in tokyo like god damn that that's some money right there this is money making oh man. cool boy steph getting paid and i'm oh what can you say against that okay um that's going to do it i think is there any more boxing news? I heard rumors that Deontay Wilder might be up next for AJ. Hmm. Yeah, that's all AJ's oh, that comment. Is that, just, is that just rumors? 
AJ was saying it's to somebody taking a picture with somebody, but you know. You know. Uh, well, when something's legit. Oh, and other rumors is um, Spence Crawford is what? What is it like? Late June? Is that what it July is? July or June? Yeah. Yeah. Late in- June, early July. Like, we'll we'll talk about that shit when it's like legit. But let's get to our plugs, pilot, my man. You are the Ring Gang leader. Tell me, where can we find Ring Gang? What are you boys up um, to? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Check us out at ringgangradio.com. You know, we we do a lot of content there, have a lot of um A lot articles. of boxing content, too. A lot of boxing content. We do, you know, we, we do the, some music reviews. We do some movie stuff, too. But, you know, it's boxing. Uh, Ringing Radio all across the board, every platform imaginable. YouTube, Ring Spotify. Radio. All right. Um, you know, shouts out to everybody out here, and you know, Leo and Nathan, and um, you know, shouts out to everybody and that loves boxing. You know, that's all I got. All right, cool. Nathan, do you want to plug anything? Uh, I would like to just say fuck Tyson Fury. <laughs> hey. uh, um, I'll let uh, I'll let Chief know real quick. Um, once I publish this, that uh, fuck Tyson Fury. All right, cool. So that's going to do it for us here at B-Sides. We had my man Nathan and Pilot, the ring gang leader. Uh, we have Boxing in Espanol. That's me and my man Asus. Uh, when you sit on your toilet and you have nothing to do but read, Wayside Monthly. That's uh, where you can catch all of my musings if you're into MMA, Ultimate Fucking Casual. If you like movies and stuff, uh, film, cinema, real deal cinema, if you go to our website, you'll find all that shit. But before I let my homegirl take us out, parting words. Gentlemen, pilot. No, I mean, this has been a great first time. Hopefully we can do it again. Pause, you know? Um, (laughs) Thanks for having me And you know we'll be back again Oh my man Yeah pilot we'll have you on As often as you'd like Pause not pause (laughs) Nathan please parting words Yeah no thank you for uh, having me on again Appreciate the time It's great to uh, chop it up with you and pilot Yeah we'll be talking about MMA next week uh, we, yeah, like we're doing a uh, ultimate fucking casual every other week. It's gonna be all. You talk about the Aljo fight, Aljo and Sahudo. Uh, Sahudo. Yeah, that's a good fight. I'm looking for that. I'm looking forward to it. We'll be we'll be talking about that on our next episode. Um, yeah, so have a have a look at that if you're into MMA. Otherwise, gentlemen, that's gonna do it. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you have any questions or comments on what was discussed or have a topic you'd like to hear on the podcast, you can leave a message on our unattended phone line at 833-589-7637. That's 833-LUX-PODS. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lvxentertainment.net. I put Jose NY onto DKNY uh-huh. Miami, D.C. prefer Versace That's right. All Philly hoes know it's Moschino Every cutie with a booty bought a coochie Now he's the real dookie
ride dick 